You are listening to Clarissa Explains It All from Adagio Fit, where we focus on topics of nutrition, exercise, and mental health to help gracefully train your body and mind so you can reach optimal health and happiness and live a life you love. This is podcast number 30, Rewrite Your Thoughts. You guys, we made it to 30 episodes. This is awesome in my book and I'm super happy about this. Thank you for listening and for the feedback that you guys continually give to me. I appreciate it so much. And as always, I encourage you to go onto iTunes and give us a rating. In fact, on iTunes, I have only two reviews, but I hear from you all of the time in word of mouth. So if you could just take a couple minutes of your time to go um, help me get some get noticed onto iTunes by your reviews, that would be great because only through you do I get better rankings in iTunes for this podcast. So thanks in advance and thanks for doing that. But 30, guys, I'm reaching my goal of 50 podcasts and then I will see where that continues to take me. But it feels like I've only been doing this for a couple weeks. So crazy. Next week, I will feature one of your reviews and give you a shout out. So please go leave that review. Okay, today I wanted to talk to you about the main thing that I use, main model I use in my coaching. And this is like a magic equation and it solves all your problems. And this model comes from Brooke Castillo from the Life Coach School. So I don't take credit for it and I'm giving it all to her. But the science behind it, there are multiple studies all throughout um, the scientific area where her thought model is proven correct. And the thought model is how we can take a step back from being in our own thoughts and really separate out the different parts of our thoughts and our feelings and our behaviors that then get results. And it is about learning how to do that and then changing um, different aspects of the thought model in order to get the result that we would like. And just as a precursor and as a BAM right here, and this you will understand at the end of the podcast, but every result we ever get comes from our thoughts. And we can go into this further by talking through the model. Okay, so the model is CTFAR, circumstances, thoughts, feelings, action, and results. Let's talk about the very first one, circumstances. Circumstances are something we have absolutely no control over. They are facts. So for example, let's use a peach. A peach is orange, red, and yellow right? That's something that you or I could both say and it would be a fact. A peach has fuzz on it. A peach has a pit. Uh, The pit is hard, right? So these are all facts. These are all circumstances of that peach. There are, let's talk about some other circumstances within life, okay? So this could be my husband works a job, from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If I could say that and you could say that, it's a circumstance, right? It's a fact. 
My husband drives a black BMW. That's a fact. I drive a white Outback. That's a circumstance. Um, it could be my girls walked in from school at 345. Okay, so these are all circumstances. Anyone who doesn't know you can also see these facts and repeat them and it would be true for them as well. So the house on Cove Road is for sale. It is X amount of dollars and it is X amount of square feet. Um, my husband works long, unset hours for work. All right. So those are circumstances. And sometimes we have a hard time separating out our circumstances and our thoughts. Our thoughts are our personal take on the circumstance at hand. Thoughts are just sentences that rumble through our head. They're beliefs that we have. We are responsible for our thoughts. No one and nothing else is responsible for what we think. So if we see somebody who's super skinny and we have thoughts about that person, those are our thoughts. The circumstance is that person weighs 115 pounds. But the circumstances are take on that, right? Our opinion on that. So let's talk, let's go back and let's talk about peaches. Do you like peaches? When you bite into that peach, describe the bite that you just took about that peach. Do you like that they're tangy? Do you like when peaches are big or when they're small? Um, what about the house that was on Cove Road that was for sale? Okay, so maybe you might think that house on Cove Road is super expensive. Guess what? Super expensive is your thought. It is not your circumstance. Because you might say, that house is super expensive and it doesn't offer a lot of square feet. So you might think that the space is sparse and the price is too high for what they're offering. But somebody else could find that house and say, oh my goodness, this house is perfect. It's my dream house and it is the perfect price for us because we are downsizing because all of our kids left the house and it's in the perfect neighborhood. So it doesn't matter what it costs because this is the perfect neighborhood. So honestly, it's kind of our focus. What is our focus? You know, going back to my husband working long hours. My husband works so much and he is never home. All thoughts, okay? Because yes, my husband is home and he is home between these hours or these days or from this time to this time, right? So we have to be really careful what thoughts we think because our brain will believe those thoughts. If I say my husband is never home, I instantly have my brain believing, filing away. Dan is never home. Dan is never home, right? But you could also say something to the effect on the opposite side, my husband has such an amazing job. He owns his own business, which gives us a lot of opportunities that other people don't have. And because he owns his own business and he loves that freedom, he works long hours because that's what is required to own your business. And it allows me to get a lot more done here at home and gives me freedom here at home to run the house how I'd like to. So 
all of those that I just, one sentence after another, those were all thoughts. None of that was my circumstance. So when we have a thought, a lot of the times we have been conditioned because it's easy for us to believe that what we think. We instantly believe it and off we go. But we really need to get curious about our thoughts. And this is kind of about being mindful. We need to observe them. Hmm, I'm thinking that my husband is never home. Or, hmm, I'm thinking that that house is really expensive. I wonder why I think that house is expensive. Or I wonder why I have such a hard time with uh, the price of homes right now. Get curious. Get Get, become, become a sleuth and try and decode what these thoughts are telling us and where they come from. So our, our circumstances are things that happen to us that we have absolutely no control over. And we have a circumstance and then we think a thought about that circumstance, our personal take on it. Well, then what happens? We're in control of our thoughts. Then what happens after our thoughts is we get a feeling. And feelings and thoughts are the only two things we have control over, not even our actions or our results. We are only in control of our thoughts and our feelings. So let's, moving on to feelings, Joe Dispenza said, just as thoughts are the language of the brain, feelings are the language of the body. So we have this mind and body connection, right? And this is what we focus on heavily here when we coach you that how you think and how you feel create a state of being. So again, that was by Joe Dispenza. Just as thoughts are the language of the brain, feelings are the language of the body. How you think and how you feel create a state of being. So feelings are one word, angry, upset, tired, motivated, overwhelmed. Yes, motivated and overwhelmed are feelings. Happy, excited, calm, peaceful. Um, they're suggested feelings versus an emotional choice, right? So our body, because it's the language of our body, so we think a thought and then our body suggests an emotion to go along with that thought. It's just a suggestion. We do not have to choose to follow that suggestion. When you have that light bulb moment of, oh, my body's suggesting that I'm angry right now, but guess what? I don't want to be angry. I'm not going to. And I'm really looking at my thoughts and I'm looking at my feelings and I'm being curious about those. That's where we realize we have choice over our feelings and our thoughts. And that's where true change happens. So in our house, we have an emotion wheel printed off and it floats around the house from room to room, depending on when we're having conversation. And this emotion wheel talks about the basic emotion or basic feelings. And then there's all different words surrounding it that describe that same feeling, but are more um, honed in and less generalized. So I am going to post our emotion wheel on the show notes and you guys can click on the link and go and download that. Um, it's in our member resources. So you'll have to make a quick little login. It just requires your name and your email address. And then um, you can go and download the emotion wheel in our member resources, which is just super awesome. And you can use that to help your kids. I also have one and this one isn't up, but I'm sure you could find it on a Google search, but just faces 
emotional faces and my three-year-old will look through it and say, oh, I feel like that. Oh, I'm feeling like this. Oh, look my face. I can make it like that. So these are all really good things for our children to, and for us, frankly, I need the, I needed the help too. And I still do need the help, but to help us decode our emotions and to decode our feelings and really look at how we're feeling, why we're feeling it, um, which comes from our thoughts about a circumstance. So once we have thoughts and we have feelings, then our brain takes action. So our thoughts and our feelings put into motion this action. So when you ask yourself, what do I do when I feel, and you add in an emotion, or I think and feel, what action or inaction do you take? Like when I feel overwhelmed, the action that I take is doing nothing, which essentially is inaction, right? I do nothing. And so I feel overwhelmed. I do nothing and it doesn't cure me being overwhelmed. Realize that in order to change our actions, so if you are a binge eater, if you are a um, constant dieter, if you are finding yourself in the carb cupboard, if you're finding yourself not working out and just sitting on the couch watching TV, if you're finding yourself constantly eating crappy food, then realize that your thoughts and your feelings are causing this action. So a lot of people will say, okay, if I go into the grocery store and I don't buy any candy, I won't have a problem. Well, the problem with that is you're trying to change the result of eating all the candy by inaction, by say, by choosing not to buy the candy. But what really needs to happen is your thoughts need to change. Your thoughts of, I don't have enough candy, therefore I need to eat it all when I have it. Or your thoughts of, I'm an emotional wreck and I need to eat all this candy to feel better you need to work on your thoughts and feelings and not work on the action. I think a lot of people, they go into an exercise program strictly working on this action of working out and three weeks later, they find that they're just not motivated to work out anymore. They don't do it and they kind of fall off the commitment level of that, right? and they don't complete their program. I see this all the time. What is happening is they aren't focusing on their thoughts and feelings. They're trying to change themselves by changing the action, and that just does not work. So when we have an action, we get a result, right? Cause and effect, right? Our results, the biggest thing that I can tell you about a result is that it will always prove your thought correct. Never, ever, ever fails. It is like a self-fulfilling prophecy. What I think is what will happen. So if I am a little bit nervous to go into a class and I tell myself, oh my gosh, I'm a ball of jitters. Oh, I just feel like I'm not going to be able to teach this class well. And I have feelings of anxiety and stress. And I take action from that. I'm going to be apologizing in front of my class. Oh my gosh, you guys, I'm so sorry. I'm just feeling so jittery, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And guess what result I have? I'm going to have a crappy, anxiety-filled, overwhelmed class. And I'm not going to be a good teacher. But if I have a circumstance of my body producing adrenaline 
And instead of saying, oh my gosh, I'm getting so worked up and I'm so nervous about this class. And I think to myself, I am so glad my body is working correctly to let me know I'm going to be in front of a bunch of people. But guess what? I have practiced this. I've prepared this. I'm educated for this. And my I am going to choose the feeling of confidence. Look, there's that thought. I'm going to choose the feeling of confidence. I have the feeling of confidence because I chose it. And guess what my results are going to be? Because I'm going to take action and I'm going to have a, I'm going to teach a great class and the results are going to be, man, I nailed that class. I did my best and everything worked out. Self-fulfilling prophecy. If I buy that bag of candy, I will eat the whole thing. Guess what you are going to do? You're going to buy that bag of candy. You're going to have feelings of loneliness or feelings of an urgent uh, longing or desire and appetite for that candy, you're going to take action. You are going to eat one. You are going to eat the whole bag of candy and your result will be, yes, I ate that whole bag of candy. So the, the next result that I kind of want to talk about is something that I hear a lot. The thought is, I don't want to do that because I'm afraid I will fail. Well, then you'll have feelings of fear and then you will take inaction, right? You won't do it because you're afraid you're going to fail. And guess what? You failed because failure is a lack of trying because failure is inaction. So you totally proved your thought right. The result proved your thought right of I'm not going to do this because I'm afraid I will fail and you don't do it and you fail because you're still in the same place that you were instead of trying, right? We need to remember that our perceptions, what we think and what we feel are stronger than the circumstances that happen to us. Next week, I'm going to dive deeper into how to change our thoughts. But this week, I really want you to just see the circumstances separated from the thoughts, the feelings, the actions, and results, right? To pull all that out. So grab out a paper, write a C, a T, an F, an A, and an R, and you can fill that, fill that out in any order, but you can never change the order the letters go in. They will always go in that order, but you can start by saying, like maybe you say, I'm just so upset at my kids right now because they are not cleaning up. So your thought is, I'm so upset at my kids right now for not cleaning up, and your feeling is that upset feeling, right? Feelings are one word. Then you can fill out the rest of the thought model. I wanted to give you a couple of examples. The next week, we will talk about how to change our thoughts in these. So the circumstance is my husband comes home from work at unscheduled times. I could have the thought, how dare he? Doesn't he know I have worked so hard to make him dinner and he must not want to be home with us? Then I have disappointment and frustration. Then my actions are spiteful comments when he comes home, like, how come you're not home right now, you know, or, or snappy comments like, well, it's about time you made it home. Well, guess what the result's going to be? <laughs> he probably won't want to come home. And that's the thought that I had, that he must not want to come home and be with us. The result is that he doesn't because I gave a snide comment to him when he walked in the door. So that's that's one thought model. Another thought model is the workout class is at 930 in the morning. I could have the thought, 
Well, that's right in the middle of my morning. And I could be frustrated and feel inconvenienced. So my action is that I stay at home and work. And my result is that my morning was eaten up by something else anyway. Or it could be you go you go for your action, right? You could be frustrated and you could go to workout group and you could come home feeling so spiteful that you're behind instead of the option to think that those hours in class are fantastic for your soul and you feel so peaceful and it's totally worth it. Then your action's going to be, I go to class and the result's going to be, I come home and I feel like that was totally worth it. And so that then proves your thoughts correctly. The circumstance of the class being at 930 never, ever changed. Did you see that? We never touched the circumstance because we're not in control of it. So we can't touch it. We can write it down and then we're done with it. Um, Here's another one that I hear often. My family eats whatever they want or I have no support from my family eating because they eat whatever they want. So the thought is the story I am telling myself is they don't support me. I'm all alone in this journey and I have to do it myself. So it could be my family eats pizza when I eat a salad, okay? The feelings could be feelings of loneliness and being upset. Um, The action would be, I would make, again, spiteful comments to them or the action could be (laughs) that I give up on my diet and eat what they eat. And then the result is I'm proving my thoughts right. They don't want to support me because I'm taking all my frustration out of them or they don't want to support me because I'm not even supporting myself, okay? Um, a circumstance, I weigh 203 pounds. The thought could be, oh my gosh, I am so fat. I do not like my body and I'm so uncomfortable in all my clothing. I'm so much bigger than everybody else, right? Those could be thoughts. The feeling could be discomfort, hate, anger, The action could be, again, hateful words and thoughts to yourself, maybe even like a spiteful binge eating session um, or choosing not to take care of yourself, right? It's because you're you're thinking it's not going to matter anyway. I'm always going to be this big. The results, it's not going to matter what size you are. You will always think you are fat or always be hateful towards yourself because you're not working on changing your thoughts and your feelings or you're not going to eat right and make any progress, right? So the results, again, prove that our thoughts are true. The last one is Adagio Fit offered a great and eight challenge. This is a true, this is a true one, okay? So I offered a great and eight challenge and I had one of my students come up to me and say, I've done these things before and I never finish, but I want to be healthy this season, but I'm just not gonna do this because I know I'm just not going to complete it. So then she's having these feelings of past guilt, right? The action was she didn't sign up. And guess what? The result is going to be she's not going to finish it because she didn't even sign up for it. She didn't even even try. She didn't even try one week. So her thoughts of I'll never finish. I want to be healthy, but it's not worth a commitment to me. Guess what? She is not going to have a healthy season and she is never going to finish one of these because she's not even trying, right? And that's what I told her. I said, look, do you hear what you're saying? If you don't even sign up for this, you won't even get one week or two weeks under your belt. 
wouldn't it be better to be healthier for one or two weeks than not healthy at all or not trying to be healthy at all? Like we really need to be so gentle and curious and cautious with our thoughts because we truly are shaping our world with our thoughts. So as you start thinking about this thought model, circumstances, thoughts, feelings, actions, and results, and you start separating out the C from the T and the F and the A, you know, and all of those results, remembering that results always prove our thoughts to be right. All right, so grab a piece of paper, jot down the C-F-T-A-R on the side of the paper and do a couple of thought models without trying to change your thoughts. Like really look at separating out the circumstance. Maybe look at something that happened to you and what you thought about that happening or something that you found out so-and-so said and then look at what your thoughts were about that. Getting really good at this is important because only when you can really be good at starting the thought model is when you can really actually change it. I do models every single morning. I have a little journal that I open and um, I just, when I wake up in the morning, I open my journal, I write down CTFAR and I fill it out of anything that I might be feeling for the day. Um, and then I work on changing that, which is what we are going to talk about next week. Remember, you can fill in CTFAR in any order, but you can't change the order. So if you think that you're getting, you're taking an action and you're having a thought about that action or a feeling about the action, that's not correct. You cannot put the action before the thought and feeling. You can't put the result before the feeling. Okay, we and we can't put our circum like we can't put the circumstance anywhere else. Circumstances always first. Sometimes I find that my clients cannot wrap their heads around the idea that feelings come after you have a thought about a circumstance. Uh, most of the time, somebody says I have a feeling and then I have a thought about it, but it, it it's not the other way around. Like it has to be a thought and then a feeling. So our thoughts are so important because they shape our outlook on life on. Circumstance, right? Circumstance is life happening to us, essentially. And our thoughts are what is shaping those circumstances into our being. All right, next week is how we can work on changing our thoughts in the thought model. I hope that you have enjoyed us. I cannot wait to hear what you have to say about circumstances, thoughts, feelings, actions, and results. If you have questions about this, hit me up with a free 30-minute mini session. It's no pressure. We just meet. We talk about some of your goals. We can work on some thought models if you'd like and get you well on your way to being well. Okay, guys, I will see you next week. And for my great and eight challengers, are you beating me yet? Have you loved the prizes so far? Oh, man, it's been so awesome. Good luck this week.